0: Welcome to the Husky Hockey Podcast, your number one resource for all things Husky Hockey, NCHC, just anything you want. We got it here. I'm Weldy, sitting with Andrew, and I'm here to ask the important hard-hitting questions. Have you ever had a sports injury
1: where you got hit in the balls? Thankfully, no. <laughs> I think we all sort of cleared our throats after uh, after seeing seeing that one, right, right? Right, right in the plums, uh, right, like
0: right after the goal was scored, just, just a spear, and it just a right, right there, Fred, <laughs> just, uh, just a uh, show me state hello right there. Uh, so is that is that what they
1: do in Missouri?
0: <laughs> that's that's a news radio reference. Um, when they when. Bill was stuck at the air, Bill and Dave were stuck at the airport in Missouri, and <laughs> and it's it's a, it's one of the best news radio episodes. Oh, it's I so don't. Funny.
1: This isn't ringing a bell. Oh yeah,
0: they're stuck in the airport, and it's one of those where Bill just takes over. He's got like five or six just golden lines. <laughs> God, I wish news radio was streaming somewhere. <laughs> I would I would just flip that on and just watch all the time. But just it it's something with how it was recorded or whatnot or filmed. It's just the quality is terrible. Even on the DVDs and whatnot, the quality is just garbage until you get to some of the season four, season five episodes. Hmm. So I don't think it translates very well. I think that's the issue. So let's uh, hop into the recap here for uh, the big uh, battle against North Dakota and the Huskies uh, end up shellacking uh, the Fighting Hawks there on Friday night, eight to one win. That's uh, you know the first time that North Dakota has allowed um, eight goals and biggest margin of defeat in many many years.
1: Like nineteen ninety eight, I believe it was a Duluth loss.
0: Yeah, it was a um, little bit of a lull there for Game Two and a five to three loss. So let's get into the weekend. It was really frustrating frustrating especially that Friday game that I don't think we play or I'm sorry really frustrating that Saturday game because we didn't really play that Husky hockey we didn't play how we are we normally have seen the Huskies that discipline play that we've had Mm -hmm. over the past decade even and to see us kind of lose our cool like that especially after you know really taking it to them on Friday was just just really bizarre. Um so where where do you want to start out? Do you want to start about talk about game 1, game 2, the whole series? Where do you want to start?
1: Well, yeah, well as as per our usual, we'll we'll meander through both games. I think. I mean, certainly I don't think anyone had 8 to 1 as a prediction for this uh for the Friday game or any game, obviously. And so yeah, I mean a, a split against North Dakota, I'm not going to be that angry about and especially when there's an eight to one win is is part of that split i've uh beating north dakota by seven goals is i like i i i like uh i uh you know i tweet out at the end of every
0: victory uh don't stop me now by queen and it's it's our victory song it's my jam and usually i'm just kind of you know bopping my head and i'm just just really getting into it i was just i was just sitting there eyes closed i was just it was just euphoria after that <laughs> friday game because really that game that game had everything from a husky standpoint it had finally we stopped the half wall one timer shots on the power play um th- those goals were beautiful they had um great shots and great playments placements um we had great teamwork we were aggressive we had activating defense we just smothered north dakota they really couldn't do anything with the puck uh and then you had probably the prettiest goal that i've seen in you know quite some time with the uh, doing the lacrosse style michigan goal that i that we've uh, all pretty much dubbed as the misha finn goal uh and was able to you know do that at a time where he you know the game was already put away and you know we we were, you could tell that the players were really enjoying it and then it it was just kind of a euphoric feeling just like this is that this is awesome this is the perfect rebound to our western michigan series and that was kind of the biggest thing the biggest takeaway was how are we going to rebound and it was just absolutely perfect
1: you had Bradzinski uh, getting the message, so to speak, with a hat trick, power play, yep. power play, notched three tallies, penalty kill.
0: I was very surprised too that I didn't realize Perbix was on a seven-game pointless streak. Yeah, so that that kind of slipped by my radar, uh, and uh, to see him, you know, notching those four. Uh, assist getting the defensive player of the week. Although we'll talk about his flub a little bit on Saturday that I'm not happy about, but it's you know finally get him back on the score sheet. And um, you know I've been we've I've been dragging him quite a bit, and you know I was really impressed by Kupka's play. Yeah. I, I thought you know his goals that he scored they were I mean they. I think this weekend really elevated his game and I hope he continues that. So, it was everything was just in in the right place and if we play like that, there's not a lot of teams that can beat us.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, you chased uh Driscoll early, maybe about the 10 minute mark after it was 3 nothing in their backup who had never seen action, Helston uh, you know, they made a three to one, um, uh, what midway through the second or so, uh, and he made some decent saves, but you know, then that ends up, ends up giving up five. And I thought the couple of those were pretty light, uh, the last couple at least. And so the game really kind of got away from, from Dakota, uh, especially after that, you know, they had that, um. Uh, Score the fourth goal, was that the power, or no, that, uh, score the fourth goal, and then that was, that's when the spearing, that was the spearing, yeah. that was the spearing major, and then they score right before, uh, Okabe scores right at the, uh, last minute of the second, you know, after, so after that fourth goal, and then the ensuing power play, that was pretty much a, a the end of competitive game from North Dakota's yeah. perspective, I-
0: and that was the important thing too is you know you're 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 up 3 nothing everything's going away they get um you know Connor Ford puts it away to make it 3 to 1 and then it's it's that bounce back and it's that unflappability that made SCSU so good last year that it's like we know we're going to we're going to score again we know we're going to bounce back hasn't quite been the same there this year um but this game you know we get that uh goal uh you know from Easton who converts and then ends up getting uh you know speared in the twig and berries there <coughs> to, to get the um to get to get the um the 5 minute major and you know i was a little bit surprised they actually called that a 5 minute major um not so much of the penalty itself but just just because I never write on whatever the NCHC reviews, I'm like, that should be a penalty, but who knows? So, but it, yeah, it's just, and then obviously the third, you know, I I tweeted out, Hey, we got to, you know, let's keep up the same intensity. Let's, let's, let's put them in a body bag. And I mean, I mean, they did.
1: So Yeah. Different from, you know, again, this is another one of these periods. I don't know we've had what four or five of these now where they've been up five, nothing or five to one going into the third period. And as I mentioned, I think against you know, the, the Omaha recap, you know, it does that sort of play with your, you know, when you're kind of taking the foot off the gas, is that sort of a psychological disadvantage to do that? Well, they didn't do that this time. I mean, they, yep. they kept f- flooring the gas pedal. And, and when you have Cranula trying that little gimmick, goal uh it, that was a clear sign that uh we're not we're not easing off the gas here at all and so and so yeah i an eight, eight to one victory over the dreaded uh the dreaded north dakota is is it, it's i i had a smile on my face for that but in the same sense i'm just like God, I, I bet North Dakota wins on Saturday. It's just, I, I I had a bad feeling about it for some reason. And then to see, uh, in, as I don't know, we mentioned, obviously, 18 seconds into the game on Friday, score a goal. Then again, on Saturday, 17 seconds in, they score a goal. And so now my kind of, uh, I bet North Dakota is going to bounce back. Then I'm thinking, let's do it, let's do it again. I was not really impressed with Driscoll all weekend. Um, and I thought he was correct. shaky even on Saturday. He 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 had that one good save against Miller, uh, where he kind of went post to post. Although Miller kind of made it easy for him, shot it right into his gut basically. If he would have raised that shot, it would have been a goal. But
0: uh Well, at least it was that one timer and it was on net. So I guess that's a plus. Correct.
1: <laughs> correct. Uh but aside from that, I thought he was pretty wobbly. Uh I and I I mean, I was listening to the K V S C guys and they were, you know, second and third periods. like, mm, do you start this Helston tomorrow? I'm like, there's no chance. It's going to be, it's going to be Driscoll. I, I don't see what you, if this Helston would have put up zeros for the rest of the game, then maybe I'd say go with a hot hand. But especially after giving out five goals, you're not going to put a freshman goalie and net in that situation. So, uh, you know, he played better on Saturday, but I thought the Huskies could have, could have kept the pressure more on more on him and um, converted on a couple more of those chances. And as he said, just uh, an uncharacteristically undisciplined game on, on Saturday. Um, I thought Renak played his worst game of the year. A couple of those goals were some clunkers um, and he's earned the right to have a clunker. Right? I mean, like I said this, this was not a great showing, but uh, but he's been rock solid all all year long. But special did he especially uh, special teams issues on Saturday as well. That that shorty that Haynes score, which I'm sure that's the Perbix play that you're mentioning. Yeah, that, that the
0: cannot get beat like that. That was yeah. That, that goal can't
1: that goal can't happen. Yeah, period. Especially
0: at that time too. I mean, it's you know. First period happens. We, you know, Cupka again comes up big, ties it late in the first period. Um, Such a great goal, and by the way, yeah, just just an great amazing shot. goal. Now, now you could say, you know, I was a little bit devil's that if we could also on Twitter that no forward should ever be allowed that space. That was pretty poor, poor defense right there. But I mean, credit to Kupka for just rifling past uh, Driscoll there. That was an amazing shot. Um, and really a, I mean a good play I mean so I don't want to take too much away from him either but yeah usually the defense there is gonna is gonna cut that off um, but then yeah so you're you're flying high you get an early power play um, uh, there just 14 seconds in so you've got all the chance and you've got you know to, to really take take uh, take a hold of that game and sure enough you know it's Perbix gets, you know, kind of burned a little bit lazy and maybe a little bit of puck luck too, but it was just, you can't let that happen in that situation. And then at that time I was like, oh, it's going to be kind of like one of those periods for the Huskies. And um, that's kind of, kind of, you know, shots ended up being even, but I didn't feel like we had a, a, a lot of good opportunities there in that period and, you know, North Dakota was able to score two and end up kind of skating away with the game.
1: Yeah. And then, so getting, getting a five to two lead, uh, eventually one of those, one of those goals was the, um, off the back of her That's again, yep. I thought a, a killer, um, and he's kind of caught out of position there. Smart play by the North Dakota player to, to see that kind of sequence happening, and then I think the f- I think that was the fourth goal, and then the fifth goal was uh, extra attacker waiting for a you know, it was yeah, that was penalty, yeah, delayed penalty, delayed penalty goal, which seemed to be the killer, make it five two. But I thought the Huskies responded relatively well at pepper. We're peppering Skull, and finally Perbix pops one in to make it five three with about six minutes to go, and then the very next shift, just a harmless. Dumping that Renac stops and then, and then Cranula just, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm less impressed by the, the, uh, the lacrosse goal than I think a lot of others are. I mean, it's was just a fun gimmick and, and whatnot, but whatever goodwill I did have uh, for that goal I was sort of lost with that just careless, stupid. Penalty, which takes the whole momentum out of the game, and exactly. I mean, if you're gonna, yeah, I mean, it's, you still got to score two goals in six minutes, and I mean, is that likely? Maybe not, but you know, we saw Clarkson was down four goals with five minutes left in the third, and they came back and tied it, and so it's possible. Uh, but after he took that penalty, it really sort of took the wind out of your sails. Plus, he had to spend two minutes killing a penalty, and they were able to again get some chances at Driscoll late, but. Uh, ran out of time and so 5 to 3 win on Saturday for for the bad guys um and kind of a missed opportunity for the Huskies to get that sort of big conference sweep uh, this would have this would have been a yeah. huge one because you would have tied North Dakota in points plus you'd have you know been up two games on them in, in the tiebreaker situation eventually you're going to need some sweeps uh, against you know the, the the denver's north dakota's Duluths of the world to really have a chance to get uh the you know it, to be in the penrose um conversation uh and and that's it's not like again it's not like you need to win the penrose to get into the tournament this year but uh it's always nice to to it's win that nice, to though. win the penrose so if if that's uh if that's on their minds you got to really kind of make up some ground here and this was sort of a missed opportunity for him and you know, again he had had a team on the ropes, uh, couldn't quite convert. I'm again, I'm less, you know, in I I'm less angry, I guess, this week than I was against like the Omaha series, where I really felt that they needed to, to, to finish that game on, on Saturday. In that series, I'm less cheesed off uh, I guess, with this weekend basically just saying it's because North Dakota is, you know, they're they're a decent club. But and and again, I'm gonna cherish the eight to one victory, but you think, God, yeah, it was eight to one. It's like, use that momentum to, you know, to, to really make that statement and, and finish the, uh, finish the beatdown weekend. But,
0: and yeah, see, seeing that on, you know, how we got there too on that eight to one is, you know, the first couple of goals that we scored on Friday, it's not like there were anything flashy. I mean, there, there, there weren't anything great, and that's where we get back to Driscoll. I mean, Driscoll right now, halfway through the season, has an 88 save percentage. I mean, and I don't think North Dakota has the depth that they normally do. Um, I think this is one of the weaker North Dakota squads that we've had in, a few, in, in quite a few years. And, you know, yeah, sure, they're sitting at the top of the standings right now, but, you know, I think a little bit of schedule is a little bit of favor in that. But just kind of seeing... The, but just kind of seeing the, the goals that were scored early to Barry Driscoll and, and, and then I just felt on Friday, maybe we were trying to, or on Saturday, we were trying just to to be a little bit more flashy with the goals, like all of the hype and all of the Twitter interactions and everything about the Mischoffin goal. And it was just I – th- I think they kind of bought into a little bit of their whole o- own hype and trying – they got away from that grease pan. Um, they weren't nearly as active in pursuing the puck. And I think, you know, you, you knew North Dakota was going to come out hard. You knew they – all season, it's been duds on Friday, and they've come out incredibly well on Saturday. And, you know, I just thought that we had that chance, you know, 17 seconds in – Fitzgerald's goal that we were going to get past it and we were going to, we were going to, you know, bury him again. You know, they answer fairly quickly. They get the power play goal. We even tie it up. But even then it's just like, you know, just get back to basics and it's, we let that one get away from us. There were 11 penalties total in the third period that were called. And it was a lot of undisciplined play and it was really hard to even pick out, you know, like, um, Kind of a player of the week for the yeah. consistency issues because it, w- it was really hard to find somebody who was great on Friday who was also great on Saturday. I thought Bushy had a really tough series as well, uh, especially or especially there on Saturday. I didn't, you know, Donahue. I didn't think played particularly well. Um, you know, Brodzinski obviously was great on Friday. Uh, Saturday just took what three penalties. Um throughout the game. Like you said, Cronilla's penalty as um as well. And he had another penalty, I believe. He is very or very quietly, you know, one of our top uh uh penalty minutes. Um I think yeah, Brodzinski's at 32 and Cronilla's at twenty eight. Yeah. So I mean that that's the that you know, Brodzinski I can kinda understand. He kind of goes up to that edge. Cronilla's not not a guy who you want taking penalties, you right. know. He's he, he's not that type of player, and you want him on the ice, and especially, you know, a, a cross check to the back after the whistle. And you know, one of my pet peeves is these overreactions.
1: <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah. I mean, he got he gave him the snow bath. Uh, you know, stopping them, but it, it, it's not like grab you know, them. I, maybe
0: go them over to the boards a little bit, but you don't do a you don't do a two hand chop to the back of the spine. Right. Um. And then another one I always get a little bit ticked off is, is somebody's shooting the puck a half a second after the whistle, and everybody gets all up in arms about that. It's like, calm down, you're fine, buddy. You don't have to make a dog and pony show out of it. But it was just it was just it was just really frustrating when it comes to that, comes to that aspect and hopefully they take something out of that cuz i do think that they let friday or saturday's game get away from them a little bit and that's why they uh were on the losing end of it and like you said 6 points would have been absolutely huge we could have been tied for the tops in the league instead we're kind of buried um right now and we're off now until um till mid-January. So as far as conference. Oh, players, new, yeah. So. so it's, uh I don't know. It, it, it's really frustrating. And it was a little tough to pick a, pick a player of the weekend for me, just for that reason. Maybe it's a little bit of a, maybe it's a little bit nitpicking and, you know, obviously Bradzinski did have a hat trick. So, you know, eight to one, you know, you had a lot of points going around, but um Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I got for this uh, this end here. Uh, Do you want to? uh, Do you have an idea who you got for a player of the weekend? Are are you
1: are you going with Brodzinski? Is that what he said?
0: Nope. Um, I actually and Go Huskies
1: Woo. We have the same player of the weekend. So well, maybe I'll give mine because I was similar to you. We seem to have the. I mean, I guess it's because there hasn't been a. You know, there's only been two series that have been pure sweeps. I'm not counting the CC series, I guess, you know, five out of six, but, but there hasn't been, you know, since like the Wisconsin series, let's say, there really hasn't been like a obvious, yeah, they're so bad. obvious choice. <laughs> they lost to the U18 team. Did you see that? They got shut out. Yeah. Couldn't even score yeah. against 17 uh, year olds. Um, and yeah, I mean, my, my gut is, I, st- I guess I still haven't quite decided. My gut is Perbix, Although I didn't like that goal, the, the Saturday defensive breakdown. And I was thinking Pert, because I thought he was solid. Um, but I, he was pretty good. Pert's, are, Pert's already been a player of the weekend and, and Perbix hasn't. Maybe I'm going to give him sort of like the lifetime Oscar, you know, like this wasn't his best performance but we're gonna give um, him the Oscar because he's hasn't gotten it before. I call that the
0: scent of a woman treatment. <laughs> um,
1: wasn't that what uh, Pacino won his Oscar for? He did win it for that. I've never seen that movie actually. Um. Yeah, did, he didn't win it before. Yeah, I don't think he did win another one. No. It's been, it's been several, several occurrences of that sort of, I'm just kind of blanking on, blanking on that. But, uh, so my, that's my initial, uh, instinct is to go with Purbix. Um, and yeah, what the hell, let's go with it. Nick Perbix. Gotcha. Okay. So he was nominated, he was nominated for
0: the Godfather. Serpico? Serpico. Dog Day Afternoon, probably. Dog Day Uh, Afternoon. And Justice for All. And Justice for All. Godfather Part 2. Glenn Garrigan, Glenn Ross.
1: Oh, great, great performance. Great film.
0: And then one of my guilty pleasure movies from 1991. Is it Dick Tracy? Dick Tracy. Did did he get nominated for that? He got Um, nominated for Best Support. He was pretty good in Dick Tracy for being a comic book villain type and do you know, like, a little bit of the backstory with, like, Dick Tracy and all that? It's kind of a fascinating story. Like, why it hasn't gotten the comic book renaissance that, you know, it's owed. I mean, let's face it. Dick Tracy rules. Um, but basically, it's Warren Beatty who has the rights, who played Dick Tracy in the movie. And there was like this big rights battle with Dick Tracy, but Warren Beatty won't get rid of it. And finally the courts decided like, Hey, you've got to do something with this property. Otherwise, you know, it's going to get sold back to some, I don't know the exact, but he, he then like put on a 30 minute television special that only played at midnight once just to keep the rights to Dick Tracy. and like so it's like this incredible petty hold up with the rights was, which is why that uh, that there hasn't been another Dick Tracy re- iteration, which again, I think would be pretty awesome.
1: He did the same thing with uh, he had the rights to a Howard Hughes either biography or something. He finally got it made like five years ago, and no one ended up seeing it because it's kind of been scooped with like the Aviator and other films like that. Warren Beatty might be my least favorite like classic actor. I've never really cared for him, and I just realized I just learned this. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. The original intended or, uh, actor for Mrs. Doubtfire was Warren Beatty. I cannot see that working. At oh, all. that would be terrible. I and I will say, Robin Williams should have been nominated for Doubtfire. I know they never nominate comedy performances, but yeah, he is so good in that movie.
0: It's one of those that I I haven't seen in a long time. It's on it's a, like,
1: they just put it on Amazon Prime recently, so I rewatched it. That's that's why I was kind of digging into some of the production. They they like offered it to Tim Allen too. Before, like I, I always thought like it's Robin Williams as a movie or or no one. Like I didn't realize that they went through a couple of different names before landing on him. Because hmm. again, I can't see anybody else in yeah. that part, but especially not Warren Beatty.
0: Yeah, it's just one of those that's like I, like I've always kind of wanted to just go back to and watch it, and because it's what the the new fling is Pierce Brosnan, right?
1: Yeah, that's. Sally Fields'
0: new uh, boyfriend. Yeah. In it.
1: yeah,
0: you know, like it's one of those like he's not the villain, right? He's like, like, like. I mean, yeah, he doesn't. Guy.
1: He doesn't like him, obviously, <laughs> yeah. because he's he still wants his family back. But kind of, kind of like liar, liar.
0: It's like Carrie Elway's character, and it's like, are we supposed to hate this guy? Yeah, he's kind of a doofus, but like, uh, well, like poor guy. <laughs> When he just went back to her ex. That's got to be tough. Just sympathize with the guy a little bit.
1: Yeah, and that would have been pre-bond, Brosnan. Yep. So post Remington Steel, post Remington, pre-bond, pre-bond. It looking, was probably the last looking one. Dapper. That,
0: yeah, that that last dip into, you know, before he donned the tux. There you go. Which, which he, can Contractually, he couldn't wear. He can wear a tuxedo in any other movie. Really? God, we're Except, getting in
1: all these like rights. So that's and- why.
0: That's why. If you watch the Thomas Crown Affair, which you could argue is kind of his best Bond movie, actually, <laughs> but uh, Thomas Crown Affair, he doesn't wear a tux throughout the whole thing, which kind of is kind of weird to think about or, or remember when. You know, you're talking about, because um, it's like, what, an art heist movie? Like, you would think it's an art gala. And- Thomas Crown. Yeah. Thomas Crown. I, I can't
1: remember. I I only know it because that was the first rated R movie that I saw. They didn't let me, my parents didn't let me see a rated R movie until I was, what, That was I think that was like 98, 99. So I was like 13, 14. But I saw it in the theater with them. Just remember. I don't remember anything about the movie. It's a remake, I think. Yep. It was like Steve McQueen was maybe the original. I remember who the original was, but but high sounds 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 about right. Yep. First rated R movie I saw was The Bodyguard. Okay. I have not seen that that still, but I remember remember the soundtrack quite well because my mom was a big Whitney Houston fan. Who doesn't remember that? So she had the tape, cassette tape, in the Astro Van Got yep, a lot we are, we are. of play. Yep. Yara hockey
0: so, podcast. Um, so Al Pacino, yeah, one for Sentable <laughs> Woman. So that's that's what he won his um Academy Award for.
1: So my yeah, this so, is the Pacino for Perbix for me. So this the, weekend.
0: Gotcha. That's your Sentable Woman. Um, Ooh. <laughs> So yeah, for me and Go Huskies Woo for the Go Huskies Woo pow wow. it, it's Kyler Kupka. I, I was thinking about him. Uh, and you know, maybe it's a little bit again, you know, the you know Jack beard we we dragged him and then the the next season he played incredibly well. We gave him the player of the week and now this week, you know, we've been dragging Kupka. Um and I I just thought he, not only his two goals, which were very impressive, I thought, for someone who hasn't shown that scoring ability, um, but I I thought he was, again, really aggressive on the puck. I thought he just had an all-around really good weekend. Same with Okabe. I thought he did as well um, have have a good weekend in that instance. I feel like with Okabe, you just get a better, like he's just he just looks a lot more confident every time he has the puck on his stick. And I hope I hope Kupka uh, can get there as well. So
1: We should mention that, you know, we had speculated last week, of what's uh, Larson going to do with the lines this week? Because, you know, he blended them up for the Saturday Western game to really not great success. So it was nice to see that Fitzgerald, Miller, and Kupka are reunited basically on that top line. And yeah, as, as you're putting it here and go Huskies, Wu is putting it, the cup was the standout of that line and another good weekend for, for Fitzgerald and Miller didn't have points, but said he had his chances. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they continued to split up the fins, but had Walker and Brodzinski back and played him with Miettinen. Uh, and then as you said, I think Okabe seems at least for me, kind of gets lost in the shuffle. I, um, I like him, but he can kind of go in waves of He he's quiet for a while and then he has like an explosion, you know, like that four goal game he had a couple years ago. Um, and so he was playing with uh, Cradilla, Cranilla? See, you know, you have me saying it. <laughs> Cran- uh, Cranilla. And they have Bran on that line as well. Uh, so... Mietnin again, now we're we're back to talking about waves of hot and cold. Mietnin really didn't do much at all this weekend, and we're getting more I'm getting more concerned if the leagues kind of figured him out. Uh yeah, but- one assist each each game,
0: but other than that, I thought it was very nondescript. Actually, before Cranola's goal on Friday, you know, a little over halfway through the game, I didn't hear his name at yeah. all. Like, yeah, I thought he was invisible for half the game on Friday. So I, I don't know what to do there. And I think Larson's trying to figure it out as well uh, because, you know, you, you need granville first off to not take stupid penalties, but you got to do something to try to jumpstart me at. And I don't know, I don't know what you do.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like that, uh, that Fitzgerald and Miller were reunited and, yeah, if Kupka mm-hmm. can continue this little streak he's on, that's a formidable, true, like, top line. Um, I think you kind of nailed it last week when you sort of s- predicted, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if North Dakota's goals are coming from their bottom six. You know, it was that Hain, uh Coons, uh, guys that you didn't uh, – Ness had a couple of points. That ports, who's a local St. Cloud kid, so I mean they did get some contributions from from those uh, those kind of players, uh, and didn't realize that that Calder that we had talked about last week, was one other one of that second or third top scorer, he was out for the weekend. I think he broke a wrist or a hand uh, in a game, so he he did not play. Um, so I think you were right that maybe the Huskies' fourth line is 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 not really putting a ton of points on the board and uh, North Dakota is able to use that to their advantage and, and get a couple of goals from, from their kind of bottom six performers. So I was giving you some uh, props there for, for predicting that. Uh, but well, I
0: mean, everything I say is right. Of so. course. Of course. It's- so um, because of all of this and because of the weekend, the illustrious, um, the illustrious us Came out and, uh, you know, has uh, uh, St. Cloud there at 6, dropping a spot. Uh, North Dakota at 7, uh, staying put. Um, but a little bit of spread there. You know, it feels like just everybody lost over the weekend. Um, you know, kind of for the most part. And, you know, Minnesota-Duluth gets swept Uh, against northern michigan and they're rewarded with a first place vote because that makes sense and then obviously there's uh one person standing out in the island there at number 10 picking minnesota
1: as the best team 10 and 8 team (laughs) is their number one team and uh you know i've been pumping up hey let's look at the usa today poll instead coaches vote in it right Uh, Some chucklehead there uh, did the same damn thing where I think Minnesota is even 11th there, either 10th or 11th, but they're getting a single first place vote, which is just inexplicable to me. The only thing I can think of is that my and I think this explains sort of Wisconsin hanging around, getting receiving votes for the amount of time that they did. It's Ooh, it's Michigan. Michigan's the best team ever. All the first line or first round draft picks. Oh, Michigan. And if you beat Michigan. Oh,
0: they beat Michigan.
1: And uh, Minnesota did. And I'll give them credit and beat them five to one on Friday. Uh, So you could say that's a great win for them. But for you to. And that seems I mean, they didn't get a first place vote last week. So they haven't gotten a first place vote in about a month. So I mean, I'm assuming splitting at Michigan is this world shattering new event that yep. that makes you pick a ten and eight team uh number one. first of all, you gotta you' in order to come to that conclusion, you have to ignore the six to two loss that they uh that the Gophers had on Saturday to Michigan. And if you think that beating Michigan's so great, why not vote Michigan number one? Uh, it's so yeah, it's just nobody
0: it's, voted it's, Michigan. Yeah,
1: uh, it's insane. Nobody, nobody had a Michigan as a number one team. Correct. They didn't get any first place votes. Nope. All right, nope. This is just it. Just gets better and better. And as far as Duluth goes, yeah, getting swept at Northern Michigan is not was not going to be a yeah. I, Pretty shocked by that, but keep in mind Fanti was out. They had their third that uh, what's his name stay skull. He's got like testicular cancer, so he's out. So they had a third string goalie who's never played at the college level in for them, and so they. I mean, it's tough to tough to win in that situation, but you still should have at least you know salvage a split. You'd think. And yeah, so I'll give them a bit of a pass as far as they weren't playing at 100%. I just, I don't get, I don't get the the Gophers uh, getting a first place vote out of nowhere. Like I said, it's not like they've been playing really well. This is like the fifth straight weekend that they've had a split weekend. Um, And they're off until the new year. So is the uh, first place vote just going to stay there? Because their record's going to be unchanged for, I, I don't think they play until like the first weekend in January. So I, starting, I'm wondering how long that uh, that straggler first place vote's gonna gonna stay there. But I'm looking forward to checking uh, every Monday. Where are we at with the cratch? You're checking cratch. I thought we can't uh, can't look at pairwise until New Year's. I don't think cratch is pairwise, is it? That's. that's I mean, it's a different type of rating. It's like the RPI. It's pretty much basically the same
0: yeah speaking of that again i saw people tweeting about where we're at with the pairwise i think siski did to assure people that the sky isn't falling in duluth and using the pairwise as that um but you know after friday's game st cloud state was sitting at number two in the pairwise and then uh, after saturday's game we fell to eight so it's like it's still too volatile. It's still too early to look at the pairwise. So stop. I <laughs> just want everyone to stop until January. Um, except we're probably going to have a little bit of a prediction show, but that's more uh, or not a predict. Yeah, pred- prediction show, right? Or- but I mean, it's going to be
1: we're going to we're going to try to we're going to predict our predict field, field. field of sixteen. We'll do that the uh, the the week that we preview the Bemidji series, so like the 27th or something of December, which at that point was basically halfway. That that's there's not going to be really games during the. Well, actually, maybe they are because like I think the GLI is like Monday, Tuesday that week. But anyway, uh, essentially that's the halfway point, so yeah. we can. I think that's fair enough, but. It goes Michigan,
0: Western Michigan, Minnesota State, North Dakota, Quinnipiac, Duluth, St. Cloud, Denver.
1: Michigan number one or Western Michigan?
0: Michigan number one.
1: This is the cratch.
0: This is the cratch. Okay. Western Michigan number two.
1: And I think pairwise has, again, we're talking about it, even though we said we shouldn't, but I think think Western is number one in pairwise. Yep,
0: Western is number one in pairwise.
1: But. Yeah, I mean it's every but week. Again, every week, one loss to it's, North
0: Dakota dropped us to, from two to eight. So I mean, still too early. Um, Nate Wells from you know Gopher State on on Twitter he had a he had a good tweet that you're not allowed to look at the pairwise until your college hockey game is joined in progress because of an overtime basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like that. that is. <laughs>
1: Perfect. <laughs> I think that should be the benchmark. No, that's, that is good. Yeah, at least in the NCHC, like, once CBS Sports Network gets their games running, then we can look at it Wise,
0: Yeah, Butler versus... Valparaiso. <laughs> Valparaiso goes into overtime. <laughs> or, or just the last three minutes of a basketball game, because that's going to take another yeah. 40. So uh, Huskies off this week, so no preview. And again, off until Bemidji. Uh, so uh, we got a little bit, uh, little bit non-count or non uh, St. Cloud State action to get into for the NCHC. So that's uh, you know, kind of what are you looking forward to this weekend? Are you gonna, you know, stay with NCHC teams? Are you gonna look uh,
1: see what's on ESPN Plus? What kind of catches your eye here for this coming week? Well, I think the obvious one in conference is uh, Duluth, Denver. Yeah, Duluth and Denver. That's at at Duluth. Um, mm-hmm. We also got UND at CC. Omaha versus Western. I thought maybe the biggest surprise of the weekend was Omaha getting shut out against CC on Saturday, four nothing loss. Didn't quite see that Western took uh they were down to nothing early versus Miami on Saturday but came back to to win that and they're scoring a ton of goals um they're more impressive by the week as it seems and not Miami not a good team um but uh yeah hey, and even I, I think they had St. Lawrence last week St. Lawrence um, yeah not not the best competition here but it's when you're beating them convincingly um that sort of helps to remove the doubt uh, that people have against, ten, uh, for Western.
0: Ten goals on two games against St. Cloud.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, and three of those were empty netters. But we, yeah, we won't mention that. Um, but does it fit the narrative? I, yeah, I, uh, it, it, that's, that's the only reason to say it or not to say it. If it, <laughs> if it doesn't help your narrative, then you just ignore it. Um, so yeah, obviously I think that Denver Duluth series and they've had some good games, you know, last few years, um, Denver really took apart Arizona state over the weekend and it's been a while since they've lost. Uh, so yeah, they're they're undefeated in their last six and yeah. 535241716271 i mean they're yeah, talking about scoring goals uh and so that should be a good matchup uh interstate matchup in CCHA with uh, Bemidji and uh Mankato i think that'll be a decent series i think actually i am going to be going to my first Arizona State game on saturday I'm um, kind of treating myself to a birthday present. Uh Clarkson travels down down to Tempe. And Clarkson, as I mentioned earlier, uh with the thrilling comeback against Cornell on Saturday. And Clarkson's played pretty decent this year. Um yeah, I would think they're gonna be they're on my team. They're on my short list as far as when we do do that prediction of the fuel of 16 in a couple of weeks, Clarkson's going to be a team under consideration. And I'm kind of curious how, uh, how they look. I would assume they're going to be the favorite in that, in that game, even though Arizona state tends to play pretty well at home, except they, again, did not really, uh, were not very competitive against Denver. So yeah, I, uh, recently, you know, a couple months ago moved to, to Arizona. So I did plan to, to catch a couple of their games. Cornell also plays there. Uh, over the New Year's weekend, they play a Saturday, Sunday series. So I think I might check out that Sunday game when Cornell plays. Uh, I'm trying to check off the teams that I've never seen in person. Um there's about I, I've seen about half of the teams in person, and the ones that I haven't seen are mostly out east. So and I can't remember. I know that's I know that St. Cloud played Clarkson uh 06-07, and I'm I might have gone to one of those games. I just I can't remember. I've certainly had no I'd not seen Cornell. So in either case, I'm gonna try to catch that game this weekend. Um But as you had mentioned before the show, that Friday uh the Friday NCHC schedule lines up perfectly for streaming purposes, all sort of an hour apart from each other. So kind of be able to watch good chunks of each of those games without missing much. So you got uh, you got Omaha
0: at Western Michigan at six oh five. You got Denver at Minnesota Duluth at seven oh seven, and the North Dakota at Colorado College at eight thirty. So I mean, this is this is what I like to see: staggering the times a little bit. I can just uh, flip, channel flip, maybe do picture in picture. Who knows? Get crazy with it. Um, I think it's gonna be good, um, good weekend here and. Again, this is this is where I think North Dakota is going to take kind of a couple of big steps and um, really kind of cement their lead here in, the, in in the conference because I think they should be able to handle Colorado College. But like I said, I've just I'm just not sold on that um, North Dakota team the way things are going. Um it, it might come down to Western Michigan and Denver um, if the Huskies don't kind of get uh, their act together. Uh, but you know. You never never count on Minnesota Duluth or really North Dakota in the second half of the season either. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun second half, that's for sure. Indeed. Looking forward to it. Um Twitter questions. I believe we had one um other than the polls talk. Uh this break here. A little bit of a longer break, I believe. Usually we do have the you know, 10th or so, you know, 10th, 11th, you know, sometimes it's the 12th, 13th, obviously the 8th, 9th, second weekend in um, December. Usually the Huskies do play that weekend and we're not this weekend. So a little bit of a longer break uh, before we get kind of back in the swing of things. And then, you know, uh, uh, against Bemidji, which is, you know, plays kind of a lockdown type style And, you know, a team that the Huskies should be able to beat, but at the same time, you know, Bemidji can kind of hamstring some teams and and kind of be sneaky good, sneaky competitive at times. So, you know, basically this long break here, do you think it helps? Do you think it hurts? Where are you at here with this uh, longer break than I feel is normal at least?
1: If it gets Hentress back, uh, then I'm for it. Um, I like, yeah, I don't think it's going to hurt them. Um, and I don't think the fact that Bemidji is going to have what one less week of rest because they're playing this weekend. Um, I don't, I really don't think, think I don't rest- really think that's going to make a difference. Um, but, uh, so no, I think that it, I think it, it comes at a good time. We've, we've had some injury issues, not just with henches, but just some uh, some some minor injuries here and there, and so I think uh, it comes at a good time, and I think we've mentioned before their second-half schedule, I only have one off week uh, in February, uh, so kind of got to bank all the off time and make the most of it here because you're not going to get uh, too many weekends off. You're only going to get one weekend off from here on out. Uh, you know, after the, you know, starting with the Bemidji series. So, so I, I think that, um, I think it, it'll be good. Um, And I like that. It's all, it's not like, uh, I like getting three weeks. Like we've had in the first half of the year, you've had like, I think they've had two bye weekends so far. And those can kind of throw you off sort of when you're in the, in the mix of things but this is yeah. of more of like a, a clean break for 3 weeks just refresh, get healthy um maybe even take your mind off the game for a couple of days cuz he can just kind of mentally re- refresh, recharge. And then yeah, g- then load up for that second half push because it's going to be a battle each weekend. Um boy, I'm I'm I am throwing the cliches out there left and right tonight. Yeah, um, but coach, speak from you here. I know
0: it is what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe I didn't give Bemidji State nearly as much credit. I mean, they're ten and six on the season, uh, but eight and two in the CCHA. So they've, you know, they've got uh, a good stranglehold there. I mean, strangleholds a little bit of a. Of a, of a reach but they've you know incredibly competitive there in the conference uh they you know they had a home and home against uh, Duluth they had a home and home against North Dakota they lost both to Duluth by the scores of you know four to two and two to one and they split with uh, North Dakota when that win was in over asterisk but, yeah yeah uh four three uh were the results here for both games so it's Yeah, so it'll be it'll be an interesting, you know, for them to come back to. It's you know it is a home and home, and that that kind of surprises me because oh, that's that's a gross home and home as far as
1: traveling goes. Yeah, I'm a little surprised they're not spacing that out by a day. I think they're doing that. I think Duluth and uh, Mankato are doing that, where they play a Thursday Saturday series it's a home and home but they have a, a travel day in between i mean it's what four hour drive from st cloud to bemidji at least but not um, only that but it's a four hour terrible drive i mean it's
0: two and, lane road
1: and, like pretty much all of the way and it's december 31st i mean there might be some white stuff uh you know swirling around it is what it is we'll talk yeah we'll talk more about bemidji uh when we get there but yeah, I think they're they're getting away from and I would consider this to be a good thing. They're sort of getting away from the we are the most trappiest team ever. I think they have a little bit more skill than they generally have. Like that cylinder. They have, I think they have two cylinders there. But they have some pretty good offensive players now. And you look at their scores. I mean, they're putting up they're putting up goals. And again, the Played St. Thomas this last weekend, so it's uh, we're not playing the best competition. But if it's two cylinders, is it a cylinder? Cylinder. Uh, I think that's. I think. I think you're correct. Um, so, but yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they match up with uh-huh. with them. But well, that's that's a couple of weeks out. So I'm sure yeah. we can we can go we can do more important things like go through Al Pacino the rest of Al Pacino's filmography. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen all of the Godfather. I, I haven't asleep. seen, I've never seen the third one.
0: Yeah, my, Teresa, my wife, absolutely loves,
1: loves the Godfather. She I one of these I, ones like it's, a, it's the common opinion I think from like I fall asleep from snobs is that the second one's the best. i love, I, I like the first one better, right? And I wouldn't. They're not my favorite movies. You, you got to watch that
0: with subtitles life. though, Definitely, don't you? Doesn't classic.
1: Brando just mutter throughout the whole thing? Well, that's, I watched one of his later movies, movie called The Formula from 1980, and he did the same shit where it's, he's got the marbles in his mouth, and I can't take him seriously, like, I, I know he's this legend, and whatever, he just makes me laugh when he's not supposed to, uh. <laughs> But, uh, but I mean, I think the Godfather Godfathers, I, I, that's a good, that's, a, I, that's, a, I can see the iconic, um, performance there, but
0: you, you could do. So, better. so if you were, if you were to put them next to each other, then are you okay? Here here here's your three. I want you to rank them. Okay. Okay. And that they're probably, you probably know which three I'm going to say, but I'm still going to say them anyway. Where, where are you putting
1: Godfather? Goodfellas casino. Goodfellas with a bullet. No pun intended. I don't really like I don't, like casino, you which don't I, like casino, which I consider. I think it would be better titled God uh, Goodfellas, too. I think it's more of a ripoff of of Goodfellas. Um, now, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember when I did see it, I did not care for it. And I think but so I think the real question is between Goodfellas and Godfather, Godfather. which is a good debate. They both or Godfather have two,
0: whichever one you want to get go for.
1: I I think I or Godfather I think give, three. Why not? Throw it in. There. I haven't seen it, so I can't can't put that in there. Uh, I would say I would go with Godfather or uh, Goodfellas. I think because I really like the last what forty five minutes. It's the the day where Ray Liotta's like he's you he got to stir the sauce, and then he's like he's freaking out because he's got like the air the helicopter. He's getting busted for the coke. <laughs> I like, I like, and then the ending where he's like in witness protection. I like that little epilogue, extended oh. epilogue, or final third act, let's say. I would say that, and it kind of, yeah, I I like that sort of new, you know, that, that section of it. Um, whereas I would say that Godfather probably has more like classic scenes. You know, you had the horse in the bed. You had the spoilers, the, the gun. Oh, I was like, that's early in the movie. You have like the gun in the toilet uh, at the restaurant. You had a, you had a couple of pretty iconic scenes there. Um, but certainly, if I'm just from an enjoyment standpoint, definitely I would say The Godfather. Hmm. What about you? Oh, I haven't. God, did I say The Godfather? It's yeah, Goodfellas. Good Goodfellas. 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 They, they yeah. are kind of similarly titled, so I, I get. I'm, I'm getting my. I'm getting him confused. But yes, Goodfellas is, is yeah. what I would go for.
0: Yeah. My one-two would be uh, Goodfellas and Casino. I like Casino. Um, but Maybe again, I should I've, give it
1: another shot, another watch. No, I just I remember seen, Pesci, Pesci was like in self-parody mode in that movie. Um, but my, it might – like I said, it's probably – And bad. he's not in Goodfellas? <laughs> no. I think he's oh. a little – he's – what you think I'm being funny? Funny how? <laughs> like it seemed like he just was cranked it up to about twenty seven on the volume meter in, in Casino. Uh, every
0: time, every time I watch Home Alone, I just picture how the movie would be different if it was Pacino from Goodfellas. <laughs> like, just imagine him just doing the Hot Wheels routine and then just cursing up a storm. God, it would just be great. Pacino from goodfellas
1: you mean pesci oh i'm sorry pesci yeah you you made me think there right just i was thinking about al pacino (laughs) playing the playing one of the wet bandits Uh, what bandits just yelling (laughs) the whole time (laughs) that would be great
0: attica attica (laughs) so all right uh last question actually um you know that's part two from dan jacobson um did ask if there's time um go into why everyone hates Denver. And I'll I'll just say, it's not that everyone hates Denver. It's that nobody likes Denver. Right, yeah. I, I think that's the big distinction. It's like, it's, it's just like, Denver is just one of those teams to me all the time. It's just like that annoying mosquito that just buzzes around your ear and then just ends up, you know, giving you malaria and then you die. But that's kind of what it reminds me of. It's just nobody likes them. They're just a pest, but they're always there. They're always going to be around. And then every once in a while they win a natty and you're like, how the heck did they do that?
1: Yeah. And they don't have any fans they don't have any traveling fans for sure. I remember they, one year at the herb, there was two guys that wore Denver jerseys Presumably, being Denver fans at the game, and buddy of mine and I went up to him and be like, "Hey, hey, we found we found two of them. We didn't know that you guys existed." And they were, they were not. We asked them, "Are you parents or are you related to the player? A player, in any case. Why are you here? Because we've never seen a, a traveling Denver fan here." And they just said, were, "Oh, we we went to." Were Denver they amused back- by that, or <laughs> how did they react to that? They no, they were, no, they were, they were, they pissed pissed they were cool. <laughs> no, no, they were, they were cool. Uh, it just Pist was up. a, ni- we have, we have the highest tuition in the, in the NCHC. What do you, mean? I, I think that's part of it too is that they are, I would say, the, the most elitist, uh, school, uh, in, in the conference. Um, and that probably, and, and the fact that, yeah, I mean, they just don't really have much of a press. I mean, even when I was on social media, I don't remember any beat writer covering the team. I, I don't think that because it's almost like because Denver is such a huge city, they it's not like Grand Forks or something where that's the there's this, you know, Denver hockey is the hundred and seventeenth biggest draw in the city. So they kind of get lost in the shuffle there. Uh, yeah. And like I said, there's no like beat reporter or. You know, present a you know, Denver cheerleader that is well known that people can, you know, either be the heel or kind of just the, uh, ambassador, uh, of Denver hockey. And well, yeah, like we said, it's like, so they don't really have much of a presence. Then no one really, it's no one seemingly no one's favorite team, unless you went there or you're a student there or something. Um, and they have yeah, the jelly they donut logo and they've won, You know, 20 national titles. And it's just like, so yeah, it's, I think you're right. It's not that they're hated, it's just that they're not necessarily liked. Well, is that it? Uh, That about does (laughs) her. Nice little awkward pause.
0: Exactly. So, um, everyone checking, did my podcast die or whatnot? I was trying to, a way to get out of it. I was like, really? We're going to end our damn podcast by talking about Denver. Still got some,
1: uh, Al Pacino films to,
0: to go over. We we got some more. We want to go to other Pierce Brosnan. You know, what else was Pierce Brosnan in? We covered a lot of movies and stuff. So that's, that's good. Overall, this was probably the best podcast. So I I would, up, I would and, up, in, up until my wife and I start a podcast. I don't think I told you this yet, but my wife and I are gonna start a podcast. We haven't come up with a name yet. What's the uh, topic? What's 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 the gist? So um what we're kind of kicking around is she's a big Jane Austen fan. Okay. Never read a Jane Austen book. Me neither. I've seen Sense and Sensibility performed at the Guthrie. Um and I've seen it- one-fourth of Pride and Prejudice, the BBC series with Colin Firth. Um, okay. Maybe I've watched a little bit of the second episode,
1: but um, yeah. That was so like from it, from a long time ago, or is this like new-ish?
0: Oh, no, it's from a while ago. Like the 80s? Okay. No, I don't know if it was that long ago. Maybe mid-90s? Okay. Hold on. I say Colin Firth, right? I didn't say correct, which makes sense. I didn't say what, uh, what. What's the Irish, Colin?
1: Colin Farrell. Yeah. Bit of a difference between those two actors.
0: Just, just slightly. Um. Yeah. Ninety-five. Oh, man, there were six episodes. I thought there was only four. Ugh. Anyway, I've only seen like one thing Colin Firth was in, and that's Kingsman, which I love.
1: Kingsman or the King's Speech, which he won an Oscar for? I, I have not seen the King's Speech. I've heard it's very good. It's pretty good. So. It's a movie that he's in that's called A Single Man. Which I do like. I think that's a pretty good movie.
0: I like. uh, Yeah, I really like Kingsman, except for one line kind of towards the end. I just kind of roll my eyes at, but um, it's not suitable for this podcast, so we'll just kind of skip it. If you know, you know the line if you've seen the movie. Um, But it's going to be kind of a take as I'm reading it for the first time. She's reading it as. Kind of, you know, kind of that dynamic. So I'm going to be reading. So I don't know. We were thinking about breaking it down into chapters and whatnot. Or which groups of chapters? The Pride and Prejudice. I think or we're which? going to start there. Um, we might start there. We might start with Sense and Sensibility. Might just go right to Persuasion, right at the end, and work our way forward. I don't know yet. We have we haven't, but we Am- we're, Emma. We're trying to think. We're trying to think of a title, um, and you know. For people who like podcasts, you know, I kind of was thinking maybe like a Gilmore Guys is our inspiration, where you've got one person who's a fan of the Gilmore Girls and one guy who's never seen an episode and kind of go through it, just the same, but with Jane Austen novels. So I think that would be, I think that would be kind of fun. And, you know, we could banter back and forth and whatnot. I'd have to get a new microphone or a different microphone, two microphones set up, but. We're, we're trying to kick around names, and we haven't really gotten a good catchy name. Because you got to have a pun in the name, you know? I'm trying to think.
1: Yeah. I mean, time- in, in,
0: in case you're wondering, Sips and Sensibility is already taken where people, um, where I think it's a group of women, drink wine and discuss. I don't know if it's Jane Austen or Sense and Sensibility, but either way, dynamic name for a podcast. So I'm a little bit jealous
1: or a TV show called Jane the Virgin. There is a TV show that is Could not- be something could be something like that because you're a virgin reader. You know, you ah. haven't, you
0: haven't okay. read
1: the read the read the Jane Austen book. I hope Austin C- like CW's Austin, lawyers didn't come. come uh you could do like it's well that would I was going to say like spell a J A Y N E but then that would sort of Go against the whole Jane Austen thing. Uh, there's a Jane the virgin. Put an extra E in there. Uh, and that that's kind of like uh, old Jane, English spelling. Jane, comma, the virgin. <laughs> there you virgin? go. Yeah, just, just add some uh, non-pronounceable. Jane of thy virgin. There you go. <laughs>
0: CW's
1: yeah, lawyers well, are going to be calling that's probably not a very good title because then people are going to be expecting it to be a podcast about the show. Jane, the Virgin, which Which I've I've seen like
0: like two or three episodes. It's pretty funny.
1: Is that the one uh, with, is it Rachel Bloom? Is that who the star is?
0: That's crazy. That's crazy. Girlfriend, which
1: is really good too. Okay.
0: Like, and then that gets like deep, like, like it gets into a lot of like mental health issues and whatnot. Like it's, it it's um it, it's very good i mean if you're into the musical jane the virgin is like telenovela like spanish soap opera type is the whole
1: so it's, not, that it's not like a comedy it, Oh, it is oh okay yeah. but it's but it's yeah, kind of set like a telenovela yeah i you're you're way better at, like, 90s TV than I am. I am completely <laughs> lost when it comes to, like, shows in the last 10 years. I think these were early odds. Okay. Well, even still, sure. like. Yeah. Or anything, that could, any Netflix yeah. series. I mean, like, like, that, I, like I've been I'm saying, lost. like,
0: the Wonder Years reboot, that's been tremendous. So everyone should watch that.
1: They rebooted
0: that? Yeah. Yeah. But instead, but it's instead it's in the eyes of a black family. And like Don Cheadle's the narrator, Julie Hill's in
1: it. It's so good. It's what is so what good. is that on like a Netflix or is that on a network? ABC. It is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's. So I don't good. think I ever watched the first, the original. I mean, I, I, I know some. I of the premise, did yeah. when it was on like TV
0: Land and whatnot,
1: and I loved it. I loved it. Is it set in because that was the original is like set in sixties? Sixties. Right? Yeah. Is this this one is too? Th- yep. Okay. Yeah, like I don't, the first again, episode
0: I is in the backdrop of Martin Luther King dying, or you know getting shot.
1: So, you know, like I said, I, because I didn't like watch the first ones, I got do you, you probably do you need to watch? Do you, is there like no. references or cross references or anything?
0: I mean, there's a little bit of like Easter eggs, like the house I think is like the same house or at least the same
1: layout. So, but it, they're doing that a it. lot now. They're 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 going back and rebooting a lot of these old shows and. Sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Like, was there like a Murphy Brown reboot that just yeah. like did nothing? Uh, so yeah, it's
0: apparently the Roseanne reboot's
1: still on. It just doesn't have Roseanne. So and that was pretty popular for the yeah. the brief run that it was on. Did they? Is that it's did, still on? Is it I called think. the Connors now? Like they actually like yeah. retitled it? Even okay. Mm-hmm. And that's another one where I've I only watched a couple of the original run. You're the TV guy of this podcast for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: I obviously, you know, the Marvel and Star Wars properties, I'm going to watch. Um Hawkeye isn't blowing me away. It's alright. Um but it's just I don't I don't feel like there's a really big like need for them to do why they're doing. Like there's not really a drive to action or a call to action i'm like you can just leave and not do this that's fine (laughs) but okay um so they're probably just setting up something which is just what i'm waiting for anyway um but i'm really excited to start only murders in the building
1: yeah i i i I actually wrote a puzzle about that um and i'm i just the thing is i don't have hulu so Mm. i don't know how i'm gonna but that that is one that i would like to see let me know how that is the other one I was talking to my brother about, because I don't have, the only streaming service I have is Prime. And that's basically because they have a lot of old movies on it. I am just a, I remember like when I was growing up and I feel like people that watched movies from the 50s, like black and white movies were kind of weird. I realize I'm now that guy who's watching you are. 40 and 50 year old movies now. Except They're just like the 70s and 80s, but that's a long time ago now, but. But the, uh, so I don't have Disney Plus. I'm assuming you do because you said you like yep. Star Wars and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I don't peg you as a Beatles guy, but did you watch the Beatles documentary?
0: I am, I would say, a little bit of an above average Beatles fan. Um, I was very interested in the documentary until I saw that it was three episodes and each one was three hours long. And like, it's, it's, it's just a jam session. And it's just like, I got better things to do. And it's like, I probably don't have better things to do. I mean, let's be honest, but it's just like, I I don't want to get sucked into that. And I, I I just don't think it'll be that much fun for me. Like, I think I need to be like a next level Beatles person and just kind of where I'm at. It's like, yeah, I've got my thoughts. I obviously love like a lot of the big hits. I will tell you why I think Rubber Soul is, is, is their best and the underratedness of Octopus's Garden or I Just Seen a Face or, you know, some of these other ones that, you know, aren't as well known. I used to end some of my exercise, um, workouts with the long and winding road to remind myself of, you know, why I'm doing this. But I just feel like, I, I just feel like I need like all of the posters on the wall and to, to really dive deep into this, but just like three out like who are, like Peter Jackson like what are you doing like why is this even like and why three three hours no well,
1: you can split it. it split it up just watch an hour at a time just
0: even even that of them just the songwriting process. You know, I mean, yeah, you might get a little nuggets of the dynamic between the four, which is what I'm there for anyway. But man, just I'll just read an article about it.
1: Yeah, I, it, like I said, it would be the only reason I don't really have much interest in whatever else Disney Plus has. This would be really the only reason to get it, and maybe I would just get it for a month just to do that. But I I, I mean, when I was ten years, my first favorite band was the Beatles, uh, which again I'm I am the oldest. Soon to be thirty-six-year-old ever, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, but so they I do, and I really I much prefer the last five albums. the The post-touring Beatles are my are my jam, uh, and I like I like Let It Be. Man, I think that's kind of a that's a maybe a minority take, um, and from what I gather, this is sort of a fly on the wall during the during the production of that album, yeah. which is kind of when they were breaking up. So the, the, the era that they're focusing on is of a special of, uh, is of special interest for me. So I am kind of intrigued by it. I just don't know if I want to pull the plug to, to actually pay for the subscription, but if you ever do get around to it, or just, I just say, maybe even just a, one of the episodes or something, just let me know. What would you think of it? Sounds good. Will do. well, done. Oh. well. That about does All righty. So you get this is you, probably you're went a, on about twenty minutes longer than it should have, but you know, well, whatever. you're get, you're getting a idea of what we're gonna be doing for the next couple of weeks because yeah, that's you know, no Huskies that's games true. to recap or preview for two weeks now. So come back next week for the uh, two thousands Al Pacino film, filmography.
0: Like I don't even
1: know what Al Pacino has. I don't know. He's done a lot of stuff, and most of it is kind of crap. I remember when I was growing up, it was kind of like Pacino and De Niro were kind of on a level. I think that De Niro is a set, like a couple of steps better than Pacino. At least, Pacino has a number of <laughs> what-were-you-thinking movies. Do not see 1980s cruising Uh. If you want to maintain your level of respect for Al Pacino, well, that's all I'll say about that. Same could be said about something called author, author. Actually, what you should do is just look at the, just Google the author, author opening credits. You will laugh. And so, uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's a ton of low point, as many low points for a guy like De Niro. Pacino's done his fair amount of drak, but, uh, He's in that like House of Gucci, which is out now. Uh, so he's still and he got to like he was Oscar. I thought he was pretty good in that Irishman from a couple years ago. But uh, when he oh, off, I forgot him. played played Hoffa. Uh, um, but uh, so he can he can still he can still he hasn't lost all the zip on his fastball. But um, but he yeah, he he's not a he's not above turning in a clunker every now and then.
0: All right, that's it. He's, he's not. He's not beyond a paycheck. So. He's not. He is not.
1: But I think that's enough rambling for this weekend. Yeah, exactly. This so
0: week. and until uh, next time, uh, go Huskies! Woo!